The Mishnah says in Masechtis Avos, say, say little and do a lot. So who was the first person to demonstrate this attribute? Says the Gemara, it was none other than Avram Avinu. In this week's Parsha, when Avram notices travelers on the road, he runs towards them and he tells them, Please take a little bit of water, and I'll fetch a morsel of bread, and recline under the tree. And once they came in, he prepares for them a lavish party, three calves with tongue and mustard. And the question is, we would think that the person who epitomized the Chnasas Archim, the man who introduced this concept of welcoming guests to the world, would be more enthusiastic. Rather than promising just a little bit of water and bread, we would have expected that Avram would promise them a huge gourmet meal and promise to put them up in the penthouse. So why did he minimize his accommodations? So I'd like to share with you a very powerful idea. People are very often reluctant to invite guests into their homes because they feel that their house is not conducive to hosting guests. We don't have enough matching chairs, we don't own a matching set of 12 dishes, and our dining room hasn't been painted in 15 years. It's embarrassing to bring guests into such a house. This house is not appropriate for such hush of a guest. So we'd rather not invite guests if we can't give them the honor they deserve. However, Avraham Avinu is teaching us this popular adage, don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. When it comes to the mitzvah of Archim, it doesn't have to be so perfect. So you didn't bake Haimish Echalas this week. You didn't make a fancy dessert. It doesn't matter. Invite them in anyway. They don't need more. Sometimes it's the companionship and the camaraderie that they crave. With this idea, we can perhaps understand the very difficult Gemara in Masechtas Bav Metziah. The Gemara says, when the three guests arrive, Avram tells Sarah, Mahari shloish se'im kemach soilas. Quickly prepare for the guests, kemach soilas. So the Gemara says, since Avram said kemach, which is coarse flour, and Sarah said soilas, fine flour, mikan, we derive from here, she'isha ene'et Sarah ba'archem that a woman is stingier than a man towards her guests. But the question is, it should be just the opposite. Sarah was the one that said Silas. She was the one that wanted to give the guests the better quality bread. So why does the Gemara say that She'isha Aneyat Sarah Ba'archem? And perhaps it is this same idea. A woman thinks twice before she extends someone an invite. She rationalizes my house has to be perfectly clean. I must offer them three choices of meat and exotic side dishes. And they even have to come up with some new dish that they haven't even seen before. And it becomes overwhelming. And they say, I'd rather not go through the hassle and all the effort of preparing a meal that's fit for a king. So they say, sorry, maybe next time. Says the Gemara, Avram told Sarah, Kemach, it doesn't have to be perfect. Whatever you prepared for us, just add a few beans to the chant and serve it to them as well. But Sarah replied, no, Silas, guests are coming. It has to be perfect. I need to serve them the latest recipes from the Whisk magazine. Says the Gemara, Mikan, Because everything has to be perfect, she will always be hesitant to invite guests into her home. Avram is teaching us proper hospitality is not inviting guests when it's convenient for you, but rather when your guests need a meal or a place to stay. 
even when, if now, is not the ideal time. Because sometimes all they want to see is that you care and experience the love and the warmth your home offers. And this reminds me of a remarkable story that I heard from Ramosha Weinberger Schlitte, the dynamic mashpia of Eish Kodesh in Woodburn, New York. He says he once met an elderly fellow by the name of Rabbi Yaman Lifton, and he asked him, how did you manage to stay from after the war? He said, I'll tell you an amazing story. When I was in my late teens, my parents decided to send me to the famed yeshiva in Grodna, headed by the legendary gun, Reb Shimonshkop. It was common practice for all applicants to recite a shtikl toida to the Rosh Hashiva upon arriving to the yeshiva as an entrance exam. So my parents hired the Rebbe to properly prepare me for this fahar. Finally, after studying for a few weeks, I was ready, and I set out to the Lithuanian city of Grodna. I endured several days of grueling travel to get to the yeshiva, all the while rehearsing my shtikl taira. And finally I arrived late in the evening, exhausted and famished. I knock on the door of the yeshiva, and to my shock, I'm greeted by Reb Shimon Shkop himself. I introduce myself and I say, Rebbe, I'm ready to recite my shtikl taira. And Reb Shimon tells me, first I'd like to ask you two questions. And I froze. I'm thinking, I only prepared to recite a piece of Gemara, not for him to ask me questions. He says, question number one, when was your last hot meal? And number two, when was the last time you slept in a bed? I said, Rebbe, I've been traveling the last few days. I didn't eat or sleep properly since I left home. Reb Shibin took me into his home and he personally cooked me supper. And then he prepared a bed for me in his own house. Rabbi Yama later said, I forgot most of the Torah that I learned in Rabbi Shimon's yeshiva, but I never forgot the two questions that he asked me that night. Talk about Achnasus Archem. Rabbi said, Throughout those horrific war years, it was the warm memory of Rabbi Shimon's devotion to my needs that sustained my faith in Hashem. And now we know. Have a wonderful Shabbos.